Just kidding. I'll play the real music for you. Today I'm just going to suggest one idea that I have seen some serious success with. What I'm talking about is like a foolproof way of helping our kids pay attention. And I hope it blesses your family. Being able to pay attention is a gateway habit for everything else that they ever want to learn. You know, if you want to tell your kids to do something or ask them to take care of anything, They have to be able to pay attention. They have to be able to look you in the eye and hear what you're saying and then um, be expected to respond to that. If you're having trouble with your kids paying attention and you find that you're not really setting aside time in God's word as a family, this is kind of a win-win pair. This last Sunday, the pastor at our church brought up sex. It's uncomfortable sometimes to hear controversial topics, but then when it's sexually charged controversial topics like homosexuality, transgenderism, you name it, adultery, all that stuff is just kind of, you know, not our favorite topic. We'd rather talk about the love of Jesus. And I totally get it. Like it is more fun to talk about miracles and fantastic things that we've seen and heard God do One thing that my family does, and I really, really appreciate that my husband has kind of, in a way, forced me into, okay, and I mean that in a good way in retrospect, is letting our kids hear scripture straight through. Yeah, that means that he read that verse, you know, about Tamar He read the rape stuff, he read the incest stuff, the drunkenness stuff, the adultery parts. Man, the characters of scripture are just, you know, not perfect. So we can, and our children can, see the truth of who these people were. They were not perfect. You know, Noah was kind of a drunken fool at some point, but that doesn't mean that God didn't use him and he didn't do amazing things. David was a murderer and an adulterer. Yet, you know, a lot of people's favorite book is the book of Psalms because it is so emotive and it's so like personal and you can pray those things in your own heart and you're like, I feel what he was feeling. Now, granted, you know, I don't have someone running around trying to kill me, sending people after me every day, um, threatening my life. However, like in, in part, we feel what David feels. Whenever he, you know, was asking God, like, what is the deal with my enemies? You know, can you just take care of them? Can you just like make them suffer a little bit? You know, so I really valued my husband starting that practice. Okay. Reading scripture all the way through from beginning to end. In the beginning was the word. Oh gosh. John 1, 1. Sorry. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. Okay. I know this cutesy little rap for that. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. All the way to Revelation 22, verse 21, which ends with, amen. He read from cover to cover to my kids for years. 
And the older ones, that means they're getting historical context for the stuff they're learning in school. And I'm not kidding. They have brought stuff up. Oh, that happened during the reign of so-and-so. And I'm like, uh, who was that again? And I was thinking in the back of my mind, especially the first time we went through and not joking, probably every time because it's just uncomfortable. But especially that first time I was like, are you kidding me? Like, maybe I should go in the other room. I'm so fuming mad that you are reading this verse about rape to my kids. Like, it just seems wrong. I heard a guy say that we don't need to be more sensitive than God the Holy Spirit. I don't need to preface it. I don't need to explain it away to make people feel more comfortable. Even my children can hear God's word. I don't need to be ashamed of any part of what God wrote. Do I need to go through and explain everything I read to my kids as they become curious? Honestly, we never did. We just kept reading it, kept reading it, kept reading it, kept sowing those seeds, kept saying the words of scripture and just trusted just trusted God that his word does not return void. That's a promise. And we believed it. But I saw the value over time of the historical context, the um, identifying with people that struggled, you know, that they could relate to, even if it's just little stuff, you know. And then I also really came to value that time as a time to help them learn to pay attention Attention, um, that habit is seriously the gateway habit. It opens doors for every single other topic you ever want to talk about. And if your kids don't pay attention, what are they learning? The very first thing I taught my kids to do when they were little was to look me in the eye. I point to my eye. I put my hand under their chin, raise their little face up. Look me in the eye. Look at me. And you better believe it. They were disciplined if they did not look at me. do these family Bible reading times, it started out where none of my kids knew how to pay attention really or sit still. Listening to the Bible didn't feel exciting. And we definitely were not asking them questions about the scriptures and trying to unpack all of it. We seriously read it straight through. We worked on training our kids to sit still and pay attention. And we started slow with you know, maybe five minutes, maybe two minutes when they were very young. And now that I have a high schooler and a junior high student, we we do ask them to read portions of scripture. Uh, even my nine-year-old and my eight-year-old will read also. And then the five-year-old and two-year-old, you know, they're along for the ride. They're learning to sit still with mommy. And it has been a very fruitful experience. I've loved seeing what it's done in the older kids as they are connecting those things with the rest of their world, but also even just the younger kids. And it all starts with teaching them to sit still and listen. So valuable, the ability to pay attention. So I hope that this has encouraged you to remember that even though there's amazing devotionals out there, you really can be simple about it. You can just read scripture and God's word is truly enough. One final little note is that, yeah, there are tons of uncomfortable things, but I don't have to be more sensitive than the Holy Spirit. I can just read God's word straight through and 
trust that his word is hitting their hearts in the right way. And I don't have to filter it. I don't have to uh, read a kitty devotional. I can just read his word. Thank you so much for joining Upstreamers today. I really hope that you were seriously blessed by this episode, not just like so you can sit around and think, hmm, that's a good idea, interesting, but so you can actually implement something, like something practical. Okay, I know a lot of the times I'm talking about the headspace, the mindset space, the political sphere, all of that. But, you know, practical stuff, moms, we need to hear practical stuff sometimes. So there you go. Something practical. I really, really hope you try this out. And when I say try, I don't mean like a week or like two weeks. I mean like three to six months. Okay. Can we really honestly say we've tried something if we haven't really gone, you know, 90 days for something? I don't think so. So let's try it. You know, if you haven't read the Bible through in a year with your kids um, and it feels like too fast for you, you know, slow down, do it in two years, do it in three years, whatever. But reading as consistently as possible, as early in the day as possible, or whatever time works for your family, you know, it is so worth it. And I hope that you go for it. You know, if you're not a subscriber yet, I just don't know why. So click the button. Go find it. I don't know where it is. I'm not a techie person, okay? But there's a button somewhere. Somewhere in that little place that you listen to podcasts has a little button that says subscribe. It's this magical little button that tells you when I actually make a podcast because I know that moms have a lot going on and you don't want to hear from me like every day or every week. And I honestly don't have that much to say. So I'm probably like a once a month kind of podcaster, maybe twice a month, because I've got a life like you do and other things going on, but I want to keep connecting with you. So please hit subscribe. And if you want to be like my friend Katie and give me five bucks a month to like keep me motivated to go and remind me, hey, you know, someone's listening to you, then please do that. I value your time and I will always, always, always strive to make these around 15 minutes or less. There's a couple that go over, but like I said, strive. I will do my best. Again, thanks for listening. Please, please keep swimming upstream. We need more women in this world, in this culture, who are willing to call things what they are resist the currents of the culture. Keep it up, girls.